To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode is also brought to you by pbandjoey.com. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for the all-new dark roast coffee. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. Hey, folks, open an account today with Weeble, and with just a $100 deposit, you'll get four free stocks. And if you refer a friend, you'll get two more. Such a simple way to start a portfolio with the power of a desktop, tablet, or cell phone. With Weeble, you'll get zero commission fees, access to pre-market trading, and in-depth analytical tools for more advanced users. If you want to support this program, go to positivesarcasm.com, click on the Weeble banner in the contact section. That way, I'll get free stocks, and you'll get free stocks. Now, that's something most of us can agree on. Terms and conditions do apply. See Weeble.com for more information. Thank you to Weeble, and please trade responsibly. Let me give you a little inside information about God. God likes to watch. He's a prankster. Think about it. He gives man instincts. He gives you this extraordinary gift, and then what does he do? I swear, for his own amusement, his own private cosmic gag reel, he sets the rules in opposition. It's the goof of all time. Look, but don't touch. Touch, but don't taste. Taste, don't swallow. (laughs) And while you're jumping from one foot to the next, what is he doing? He's laughing his sick fucking ass off. He's a tight ass. He's a sadist. He's an absentee landlord. Worship that never. Hey, here, PositiveSarcasm.com, recorded here from Spare Parts Studio. Well, what's left of it? Uh, T-minus this podcast and Wednesday's podcast. That's it. Uh, recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, just look for Positive Sarcasm. Look for the Black Hole logo. TikTok. I'm just, I am this close to deleting that fucking app. I swear to Christ. That is just a giant thirst trap. I can't accomplish anything on there. The, but I am on there, so posting and ghosting. Don't expect me to, unless, uh, don't expect me to like your posts. Don't expect me to follow you or friend you or whatever. I just respond to direct messages and comments only. I'm not spending my time on there. I got way more stuff to do. Don't expect anything else beyond that. I create content, I respond to content, and nothing further than that. Uh, yeah, just a random cloud thought that popped into my brain. Uh, but you can find me on TikTok at Positive Sarcasm. You can find me on those social media apps. You can find me on Parler, which is limping its way back into the mainstream. You can find me on YouTube, Positive Sarcasm, Positive Sarcasm Podcast. I had a couple quick things that I wanted to run through today and one article that I never got a chance to... It's not really... Well, it is an article. I mean, it's from the New York Post, but I wanted to kind of run through it really quick. Uh, oh, so yeah, the... Uh, hold up. Uh, when we get to... 
the two articles in a second. I wanted to check out a couple things here. Uh, you guys have obviously know that I am uh, packing things up for the next, I'd say, 30 days after next week's pod, after the next Wednesday's podcast. And obviously, since I'm moving, some things are going, some things are staying. Uh, what's going to be in my, what's going to be in the new home? What's going to be in the new podcast studio? Which, you know, obviously, I've been running on just what I've had available to me, hence the term spare parts. But it's like, okay, well, I have all this stuff. Some of it I'm not going to need anymore. I'm inheriting new stuff from the new place. Uh, so I obviously want the thing. I, I, I'm going to have a lot of this stuff's going to come with me. But some of it is just like, okay, it's, it doesn't make sense to have this anymore. Or maybe it makes sense to just sell it off so I can have something that's going to be more durable or last longer, you know, as far as furniture goes or, you know, dishware or who knows. But um, I did I w- I did off, I did want to start the podcast off with some visual stuff, some adorbs that I found on eBay. I know some of you guys are Amazon shoppers or you guys like, like going to like Jordan's Furniture and spending $12,000 on a fucking ottoman. But there were a couple things like I'm a big eBay shopper and I believe if you want to be simplistic and save your money so you can spend it on other things like stonks or gas or whatever, there are other ways to save your money and still look make your place look pretty dope for not a lot of cash. So uh, I just want to run through a couple things. Like, for example, I in my old apartment, I had like a nice – I had like a little futon that I barely sat in because I spent most of my time in the comfy – and very like very non-expensive uh, spare parts studio, which had sofas and and, and big old chairs and, and rocket and recliners. So obviously, it's it's comfortable. It's a great place to get shit done and be productive. But since I'm gonna have my own living room, I wanted to kind of look at a couple things. Like, all right, do I? I don't need this futon anymore. I don't need this giant recliner that almost flew out of the back of a rental truck. So I'm like, okay, well, what else am I gonna be? What can I get rid of? So. Um, I was like, okay, well, let me just go check out eBay and stuff like that and see what was available. And like, it's the prices are stupid. It's, the prices are stupid cheap on eBay. If you guys want to go and check out the podcast on, instead of the audio version, go check out the video version and see what I'm talking about. You just go to Positive Sarcasm Podcast on YouTube. And like, I'm I'm thinking I'm I'm obviously getting rid of my futon, but I'm thinking about maybe replacing it with a couple other things. And it's like, how much money do you really have to spend when you think about it? I mean, how how often are you sitting on this stuff? How much stuff are you bringing with you? What are you replacing it with? Can you sell what you have? So, like, for, like, 150 bucks, you can actually get, like, a sofa. You can actually get, like, a sofa. If you go to eBay and you type in, like, mid-century tufted velvet sofa, obviously people want a certain decor for a certain amount of things, but it's like, look, how much money are you willing to spend? You just You just... Put a like you just put a security deposit down for a new apartment or a new condo, or you just bought a place and you got to pay closing costs, or you got to pay for movers and gas and all this stuff. How much are you gonna have left over after this is all said and done? You want to get settled for in case the shit hits the fan six months from now, one year from now, two years from now. How far you can get ahead and how comfortable are you gonna be? If per se you move in and a pandemic happens, you want to make sure that you're super comfortable and you have everything that you need. So I'm like, okay, well, I have this futon and I don't want to get rid of it. You guys have never seen it. Uh, it's just a nice, uh, it's just a nice like couch that I bought like three, four years ago that I never really did anything with. It just kind of sat there in the living room, which I was never in. So I'm like, okay, well, let me go see if I could sell that and one of the stupid chairs that I had. And I'm like, okay, for like $143 with free shipping. I can get friggin' uh, I can get this this 
friggin' two pillows, two accent pillows, light gray velvet sofa on eBay, free shipping for like $143. It's super cool. It's got a bottom wood, it's it's got a wooden bottom panel, like a light maple-y type of thing. Um, and it looks r- mad comfortable. It sits up pretty high. I already have coffee table that'll go well with it. Um, I have nights, I have end tables for each side already. And for an inexpensive, like for whatever I sell, online i can make up for the cost of this so it's like okay i'm just trying to make the comfiness you know trying to make my place look more comfortable look like it's ready to be sat because i want i don't want everything to look pretty i want things to look homey i want things like when you walk in you can just sit down and relax and put your feet up that's the type of place i want hell i just bought um let me go i just i i want it i want this lounge i originally called it the no cigar cigar lounge but now I'm going to call it like the grandpa lounge or something like that. Like you just go in and you just chill. Like you can just, you just go and you just relax. I'm like, okay, well what would go good in the grandpa lounge? So I, I have like a couple like sweet couches or, or some cool chaises, chaises, chaise, whatever, chaise lounge and things like that. I'm like, okay, well what else could go in there besides like a nice two person uh, sofa, which is also a love seat, but I think that would be a cool spot for very, very little money. I imagine that. You can put a nice little couch in your living room for 150 bucks, free shipping. That's pretty sweet. There are other ones that here, but then once you get below that, then you start going into futon territory, and that's not what I plan on doing. So they are really comfortable. You can spend a little more. They have other colors such as crazy plum purple. They got blue. Um, but if you look, the thing with eBay, the cool thing about eBay is you can go find like one thing. It's like, okay, you can find this thing. It's like 20 bucks on eBay. Then you can go find that exact same thing on eBay from another seller. And then it's like, yeah, you want to buy this $20 thing? Yeah, that'll be $10,000. It's just whatever. I, eBay is the weirdest free market place uh, imaginable. It's so odd. Like the one thing that you can find here for like $143, somebody else is selling for 500 with shipping. It's just, I don't understand it but i'm okay with it because if you are obviously you are a person you are on ebay you are on amazon you are at walmart you're at target you're at wherever you are looking for a deal you are looking to save money because that's what smart people do that's what smart shoppers do because i want to i i want to have some money or some credit left over to do other things like for example hmm, i wanted to get something else because i have i inherited or i found spare parts back in the day i found four um sets of like ancient ass golf clubs like they're still good i could still use them on the course but i found four sets of clubs with the bags and everything and i was like this is an interesting designer like if I, like a great way to design an apartment or a living room is like have golf clubs like around it uh in the bags and stuff is like interesting like bookends to each side of the apartment so i have those i have four sets of them so i'm thinking to myself well, what would go good with a bunch of golf clubs? Well, you're obviously, you need a putting green in your living room. So I'm like, okay, well, let me look around for putting greens to see if I can find one that would look good in the living room. And in fact, I did. So I found a nine foot by three foot put about grassroots par three putting green. And it'd be great uh, because about, I'd say at this point, about seven or eight years ago, I was working up to the point where I wanted to become an amateur for PGA, which means I could do small events and sign up for certain things. And I had a good swing. I had a good chip shot. My putting was getting better, but you know, that went by the wayside in another life, but I'm like, okay, well, I want to kind of get back to some of that roots. 
And I think instead of like, if it's a no cigar cigar lounge or a grandpa lounge, whatever I'm going to call it, I'm like, let me look a little farther to see if I can find like a decent putting green for not a lot of money. So I found this one here. I forget how much I paid for it, but it definitely wasn't $48. Um, this one here, here, this, let me actually just double check and see what I paid for it. This is the new listing of it. So what did I purchase Purchase for? I purchased this putting green, this nine by three for 31 bucks in the United States. Remember, I only purchase things that are shipping from North America because I don't want it to take two to four years to get to where I want it to go. Um, and this is a, since I'm, I know I'm moving, why would I order shit and have it shipped here if I just plan on moving it? Well, a putting green is light because all it is is just foam with a little bit of grass topping. So this putting green, like I said, nine foot by three foot is perfect for a living room that doesn't take up a lot of space, it, but it's just long enough to where you can actually get some practice in. And I think... Now, let's see. This one is this is on this they're selling this one for 48 here, but I'm pretty sure if you look hard enough you can find it for way cheaper. There are other ones, but this one is actually um it has they could actually has holes in it for if you're trapped in like the sand trap. It has actual options for where you want to like which hole you want to put into. It's elevated so you're putting up instead of across, so it has a little more of a, that realistic feel. Um it's actually a pretty cool putting green and I think it would be an interesting like addition to like a nice living room something you're doing when you're conducting business or just chilling out with friends instead of just breaking out the beer pong table you can break out the putting green or you can just leave it out there because you can set it in such a way that it's not in the way so i think that would be something really cool i don't know we'll see but since since it's an only it's the only actual addition i've purchased for my new venture in life uh so far like, I haven't purchased anything else. I have everything else that I'm looking for. I bought a few things for my cars, but that's about it. But that was one thing I wanted to, I wanted to try something different, something a little more if I'm bored or I have nothing else to do. Obviously, I'm not going to get a, uh, a a training. Uh, I might get, like, a training mat, though, like a training backyard mat from if I want to go and actually – because I got a wide enough uh, area where if I actually want to just tee off, I can actually get – like, I can go get a uh, practice tee for my backyard – and those are actually even cheaper because it doesn't take up a lot of real estate. So for like twelve, like ten to fifteen dollars, I can actually go and get like, uh, what is this? A ten millimeter golf practice grass mat, backyard training hitting golf mat. With gee, they're hitting all the hashtags, aren't they? Um, they range between ten and forty dollars, but it looks like it's pretty sweet. So that would be an interesting addition to uh, the new grandpa lounge that I'm working on here. I think that would be. Now, what's going to be in the Grandpa Lounge? Well, a couple retro uh, gaming consoles, such as a Super Nintendo, an N64, large flat-screen television, a couple laptops for easy internet access, um, and then, of course, stereo. The stereo is already... Bad. I mean, I already inherited that, but that will be in there as well. And then, of course, some nice lounging areas. So I think... And that lead out to the backyard. So I think that will be... That will pretty much make up most of the grandpa lounge, I think. And then, of course, it'll be surrounded by golf clubs. But I think the idea of walking out from the putting green that is in the grandpa lounge and then it leads right out to the backyard where there'll be uh, a place to tee off on. I think that would be I think that would be the silliest, but it would, uh, a theme, but it would make a lot of sense. So you could putt indoors and then walk out to the tee and then swing away. So obviously these are my first world problems right now that I'm dealing with, even though the economy is going to crash in about a year and a half um, and inflation is going to go through the roof. But 
in the meantime, this is not a huge purchase, and I'm in a position where I could take advantage of both opportunities. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. But these are small purchases that you can make for your own home if you're looking to get a little practice in for very, very little money. Uh, but as far as the um, the couch, yeah, the couch situation, it's like I don't, I get it. People want to sit on it and make it. It's, it's look, couches are couches are couches. All right, if you got a decent, you're gonna sit your butt down on something. You, generally, if you want to lay on it, um, the only thing I've ever found uncomfortable about a couch is is, is if it also doubles as a futon. If it doubles as a futon, then it's like, okay, now we have to add in these extra springs and these extra locks, and they have to spend, the manufacturer has to spend money on the fact that this thing now folds out into a full-size bed, where if they just take that money and focus on reinforcing the cushions and the structure of the actual couch, you're going to find that that 150 bucks that was put into the futon will put be also just strictly into the actual structure of the couch itself. Um, of course I'm looking for like wide chaises as well. They have like a mid-century velvet fabric recliner, which looks kind of cool. It's kind of wide. It comes with a chaise. That thing looks pretty sweet. And these things show up at your house. Like all you have to do with these stupid couches is just put on the, the, um, is put on the legs. That's all you have to do. And if you just look long enough, and if you if you just look long enough on eBay, you will find the prices go down significantly from certain buyers. So that is something to take into account. Like you can find bonded leather sofas on freaking eBay for like 180 bucks. It's so even less. It's so crazy how if you just search long enough, the prices just keep dropping. Um for whatever reason. So that is something that I love. Uh, doing on eBay is looking at this stuff, and eventually I do make small purchases. But right now, I, I it just it only depends on if I I don't need to spend the money at all for no reason whatsoever. I'm already gonna have a ton of stuff. It's if maybe if I want to make a few calculated uh, switches, that's it. Um, so that's kind of what I'm looking at right now. So these are some of the things you can check out. Go if you want to email me about you know inexpensive interior decorations for your new place because a lot of people did just buy a new home a lot of people are moving into new apartments and things like that are starting new lives or moving to new jobs or moving to new states because their state isn't even open yet so these are things to take into account you can email me and i can maybe send you some links on stuff that i'm looking for as well and maybe help you out with that new purchase because you had to leave your state in a hurry because well they overreacted um so those are the things i wanted to take oh so on that note, we're going to, so I'm going to switch topics really quick because this is Sunday leftovers. Um, this usually in and out here on Sundays. So I did want to mention, okay, so back in my youth, a couple, I, I worked for a couple small companies. Well, I didn't work, okay, I didn't work for a couple small companies. I had like, I don't know what I was talking about. Anyways, three, two, one, reset. I did work for like a, a lot of restaurants and stuff, a lot of restaurants and retail when I was younger, like most of us did. And uh, one of the places I worked for was Subway. I worked for Subway for like a summer. That was it because I worked for one of those Subways that was in a gas station. I was like, what, 15, I think. I worked for one that was built in a gas station. Didn't get as much traffic as you would expect except for that one time where that chick soccer team showed up and there was like 50 of them and I was all by my fucking self. Um, but that's it. Uh but that besides that, um, it was actually it actually wasn't a bad job. Like it wasn't a bad like it wasn't a bad job to get like, you know, to get your feet wet, learning how you gotta hustle and move and organize things and clean shit and prep stuff for people who have certain preferences 
and cleanliness and taking orders and following us. It wasn't like back then it wasn't a bad job to have um, as, as a, as a youth, like I was, I was 15 at the time to get started in a position that paid. Okay. I think I made like six twenty five an hour, which wasn't bad. Cause I wasn't working a lot of hours. Um, the only thing I had a problem with was working the, like, was like counting cash at the end of the day. That was something I just couldn't do. Like I couldn't close for shit. I had to have somebody else count the cash, but that's about it. Um, besides that, it was, I was like, I didn't mind this job. I didn't hate the job. I didn't have an anxiety attack going to the job. Then again, I didn't know what anxiety attacks were back at the age of 15. I, you know, um, so that was something to consider. I was like, cool. There was all that to factor in just from a first time, you know, first time employee type of thing. Like, wow, my first job cutting sandwiches. And you know what? I ate sandwiches like a son of a bitch. I loved it. I loved my employee discount. I loved eating there. I liked making the food. I had no problem with the food. I didn't talk shit about the food. I know everybody talks shit about Subway sandwiches. I didn't mind it. I loved the cold cut trio. I loved the roast beef. I loved the meatball sandwich. I loved the fucking tuna, which is actually the the, the idea of this discussion today because there's a lawsuit. I don't know what the lawsuit's what merit of the lawsuit but we'll go into it i enjoyed working at subway i really did i didn't have any problem with it whatsoever my boss was nice um the uh interim supervisor she was a little odd but besides that i enjoyed my time there but and i know all the ins and outs of of working at subway like i did at the time at least i knew all the ins and outs of it and we were we were a clean crew we ran very clean we worked with gloves we had, there was not a lot of stuff where you'd be like, ew, that's disgusting. Like when you work at a like, McDonald's, I don't know when you work at a McDonald's, how, it, it, what's going on behind the scenes. But I can tell you when we worked at, when we worked at Subway, it was really clean. Like it was like we clean, we, we wiped down all the boards. We wiped all the stuff. We started the, the new bread every morning. We set up the meats in their own separate packages for for use the next day. The tuna was made a certain way. Everything was, and we heated up the, I mean, everything was actually pretty well run and pretty well organized and very, very clean. So, and we never had any health complaints. We never had any issues. Nobody ever got sick. I mean, it really wasn't bad. Um, but this is this one, I, I, I take the, ta- like, I'm actually going to defend I'm actually going to defend Subway, or I'm just going to clarify this situation. So, uh, according to there's a, a article here that was on January 28th, uh, but I didn't get a chance to get to it. I want to get to it now because this seems like the great way to kind of just segue into it is about a lawsuit against Subway about how they're like. You guys know I use class action lawsuit, uh, topclassactionlawsuits.com all the time for all this, all the consumerism, you know, stuff out there. Um, it's a great website. I highly recommend you check it out. It's a great way to make some of that extra money because you know you've been cheated by a lot of companies. But this one I take the task because I can actually I have evidence that this I don't I think this lawsuit's bullshit. And a lot of lawsuits are bullshit. But and then again, I haven't worked I haven't worked a subway for four, ten, twenty one years, and I haven't eaten at a subway in a very long time. But as long as they haven't changed their method, I'm going to continue and maybe talk against this article and just clarify these things. If you are, because look, I I like I liked Subway. I never had a problem with their food. I did. I liked all the different foods they made: the BMT, the cold cut trio. The t- I didn't. I liked their food. I really did. I would eat the fuck out of that place all the time. Um. So this lawsuit claims that Subway's tuna doesn't actually have tuna in it. So two California women, shocker, 
have uh, claimed Subway's tuna sandwich contains actually contains a scintilla of the fish and, and that they were duped by the fast food joint's claims of new $5 million lawsuit. So Karen Denoa and Nilima Amin, both of Alameda County, say they ordered tuna from the sandwich giant at locations as recent as last year. According to the federal lawsuit filled with filed with the Northern District of California last week. But independent testing has repeatedly affirmed that uh, independent testing have uh, repeatedly affirmed that the products are made from anything but tuna, the court paper alleges. The filings in the products have no has no scintilla of tuna at all. In fact, tuna, Subway's tuna is made of a mixture of various concoctions that do not constitute tuna, yet has been blended together by defendants to imitate the appearance of tuna, the co- court document claims. Subway has done this in an effort to save money since the blended non-tuna product costs less. Aware that consumers placed a heightened value on tuna as an ingredient, defendants deliberately make false, this is the quote, make false and misleading claims about the composition of the products to increase profits at the expense of unsuspecting buyers, the suit charges. Danawa and Amin were tricked, quote, were tricked into buying food items, tricked, into buying food items that were wholly lacked the ingredient that reasonably thought they were purchasing, the court papers alleges. If they had known the truth, they wouldn't have brought, this is how, this is how most class actions read, folks, bought Subway's tuna or they would have paid much less for it. $5 million less for it? They have brought claims of fraud, intentional misrepresentation, negligent misrepresentation, and unjust enrichment against the company. The women are asking a judge to allow them to file the claim so that the brought tuna can blah, 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 blah. Seek reimbursement of the premium due to defendants' false and deceptive representations about the composition and ingredients of the products. Um, a Subway spokesperson called the claims baseless and frivolous, adding that they are being pursued without adequate, adequate investigation. There is simply no truth to the allegations in the complaint that was filed in California. The spokesperson Subway delivers 100% cooked tuna to its restaurants, which is mixed with mayo and used in freshly made sandwiches. Okay. A spokesperson said the quality of the taste of the tuna makes it one of the most popular products. All right. So the I'll, I'll jump in here in a minute. Unf- quote, unfortunately, this lawsuit is part of a trend in which the named plaintiff's attorneys have been targeting the food industry in an effort to make a name for themselves in that space. Subway will rigorously defend. Okay. All right. So is there tuna, to the best of my knowledge, is there actually tuna in Subway sandwiches? And the simple answer is yes. The simple answer is yes. What we would do, this is, like, like I said, this was 21-something years ago, okay, that we were doing this. As they, they could have easily changed, but here's the truth. We would take a giant can of tuna, like a big fucking, like, Costco or, uh, you know, what's that other place there? BJ's Wholesale Club, that type of place, that giant-ass can of tuna. Open that thing up. Drop that into a uh, a metal bucket, a metal you know colander or whatever. Not colander. Colander's got holes in it. Well, yeah, we would do. We would push out first. We would put it in a colander. We push all the, the all the fluid out, and then ew, gross. And then once we were done that, we would take that shit and we'd take a giant. This is the weird part. Yeah, we would take a giant thing of mayo. Like uh, we're talking like uh, a gallon of mayo. And I think we would probably, I think for best of my knowledge, we would probably use like 50 to 75% of that and dump that in there. I think they've kind of regulated it now because cost, you know, because 
cost versus profit. Like you have to use a certain amount, but we would use a ton of mayo in the tuna and then we would just mix it up. We did nothing else to the tuna. It was simply just canned tuna. It was probably chunk light for the best of my knowledge. It wasn't, it, I don't believe it was albacore, but it was definitely chunk light, but it was definitely tuna fish. It was definitely tuna. It wasn't tilapia or whatever. It was straight tuna, yo. And then we mixed it with mayo. That's all we did. That's all we mixed it with. We didn't do anything else. And unlike, um, you know, ground beef that goes to McDonald's or chicken that goes to, to, to KFC, it was just tuna. Tuna has one source. Tuna comes from the ocean. I don't know if you can farm raise tuna or whatever, but tuna is tuna is tuna. It just, it, it's tuna. It was canned. We took the can, opened it up, dumped it in the thing, drained it, and then mixed it with mayonnaise. That's it. That's all we did. There was no mystery magic method behind it. Granted, I, when I make tuna, I, I, I do it up. I have certain ingredients. I have a certain way of making tuna fish. All right, fucking awesome. I'm going to let you, just let you know. But it was simple. There was no misrepresentation behind it. And then we just took it. We put it in a, in a pan. We put it out for display. People saw it. They wanted it. If they wanted more mayo, which some people did, ew, gross, we would just add more mayo on top of it. Like French style, like, you know, just we would just dump like a shitload of mayo on there, even though the thing already has a ton of mayo in there. But that's what it called for. That's what I was told to do. That's what we did. But it was tuna. No doubt about it. And then we would generally add like people add wanted like lettuce, tomato, olives, pickles, banana peppers. And then it was we put it in. We had white. We had wheat. And Italian, which really wasn't Italian. It was just white with sprinkles on it. Um but that was it. We didn't do anything else special to it. But it was a good sandwich. It was a hearty sandwich. So I don't know what these chicks from Alameda County are rambling about. But we did, for the best of my knowledge, it was tuna. It looked like tuna. It smelled like tuna. It was fucking delicious. And I, if it has, as long as it hasn't changed or they're not, they haven't changed their policy, I would do it again. I would absolutely do it again. And I think you know. It's really just when people looked at the sandwich, it's like how much mayo that we used. And don't get me wrong, we did use a lot of mayonnaise. And if you the, the trick is with tuna fish, if you add certain ingredients like certain salts, like Goya's, or, or not Goya, or Goya, or body of yellow or body of orange, which is a certain seasoning, which I use on a lot of stuff. Um, and then you add in like sesame oil, olive oil and then like kale and certain things when you add that into the mixture of the tuna then the mayonnaise blends out among the rest of the ingredients and then you don't have to use as much mayonnaise because you've already got the right amount of flavor because tuna is one of those those one of those fishes fishes when you put it in can format it doesn't have a lot of that fishiness to it it just tastes like tuna without mayo and then you just add those extra ingredients and it's great another trick is in if you don't want to use a lot of mayo you add a little bit of brown mustard or yellow mustard in there and that gives a little extra spice if you want to kick it up even more you add in some habanero sauce and some jalapenos and that'll give it a, a real kick to your tuna fish sandwich but that's what we did that's how we would do it it and the same method applies for chicken salad for ham salad but for tuna it was a real it was real tuna it really was there was no bullshit about it and the bread the bread wasn't bullshit either the bread was just frozen pieces of dough that we took and we put in this thing that uh makes the dough open up and spread out the, and rise and it smelled like a brewery in the morning it smelled amazing because you just smelled that yeast you know expanding and then once the dough would expand from that frozen block that it was in 
we just stuck it in an oven and, and timer and then we just pulled it out and then boom, we had fresh bread. That was it. So the whole thing was the tuna came from a can and the bread came from these frozen blocks that get delivered to us by Subway. They make the bread and then that was it. There was no BS about it. I mean, I think the only thing that you could, the only thing that we didn't make, obviously we wouldn't make the bread, but bread is bread is bread. You have high yield gluten bread, which isn't the best for you, but we ate it anyways. And then there was uh, the meatballs, which we, obviously Subway didn't make. Those came frozen and then we mixed them with sauce that was also canned. But I mean, that's still ground beef. But those we still those t- still tasted fine to us. But we did we made a lot of the stuff that was already in. I mean, obviously it's all deli meats, but unless it was like the cold cut trio, which is basically like three different types of bologna, most of the stuff looked pretty legit. Most of the stuff looked pretty legit. It was pretty legit, and I had no problem eating any of it. All of it tasted right. All of it looked like that. It, all of it looked like stuff that you'd order from the deli counter. Now, granted, there were things that were definitely on the lower end or cheap end, such as maybe the roast beef or maybe some of the more sophisticated sandwiches like the steak and cheese or, you know, but or maybe like uh, the cold trio or the ham. But for the most part, every, or, or even the salami, definitely, definitely the Genoa. They definitely didn't get the real Genoa salami. Like it wasn't like didn't have that bite to it like most Genoa salamis do. But for the most part, I had no problem with this food. I knew it was real. I knew this was real food. And I know that Subway is the easy one to talk shit on because I know you have maybe your old Pollo Locos or your more sophisticated small businesses or your D'Angelo's, which D'Angelo's is a legit sandwich as well. But Subway was definitely the easy kid to pick on just because they had that that spokesperson, the, the child predator uh, porn king there, Jared. But they were the easy kids to pick on because they were definitely there were it was a small it's a, it was a small branch and easy branch to run. Subway was super easy to run because you only, it was a small area. You didn't need a lot of real estate to run it. You, that's the great thing about Subway. You didn't need a lot of real estate to run the fucking place. I mean, you could run a Subway out of a small studio apartment. It was that awesome. That's what made Subway so good and so efficient. And I'm sure they've been able to tighten up things even more now. Uh, so that Subway is one of those places. Like if I wanted one restaurant like obviously i you know my opinion on fast food restaurants and things like that but if i it, you told me tomorrow that mcdonald's was going to die taco bell was going to die like all the fast food restaurants wendy's was going to kick rocks burger king was going to kick rocks uh i mean i would not have a problem if subway was going to make it out of the remember that movie demolition man where they talked about like taco bell was the only they had a franchise war apparently and like the only restaurant to survive was taco bell I would prefer that it be Subway because Subway had sandwiches. Uh, they had sandwiches. They had salads. They had hot subs. They had cold subs. Hell, I think they even had soups. And then you could get drinks and crackers, and their fucking cookies are amazing. And they had great deals. And then they had the clip. They had the the little card where you clip on it, and um, you would you know get like a free sub at like every twelfth purchase. I had no problem with it. Uh, that's the one restaurant. That one fat. That one chain restaurant. Like. They're going to survive, but Olive Garden's going to do- go in the toilet. I'd be like, listen, the only reason I go to su- I go to Olive Garden once a year for my nephew's birthday. And it's not even the first restaurant we go to. It's the second r- restaurant we go to when we're already full from all the food we ate from the first restaurant. And we're already drunk from all the booze we drank from the first restaurant. We usually stumble the fuck over to that, to Olive Garden, cause a major scene, to use tons of colorful language, and... Pretty much, we run everybody else out of the joint because we're screaming and yelling. 
and then we order some freaking huge ass desserts and then we leave and that's pretty much it. But if Olive Garden were to disappear tomorrow, we'd be like, fuck it. You know, we'll just Subway. Give me Subway all day long. I'm perfectly fine with it. I I'm hate to admit I, Actually, I don't hate to admit it. I worked there. It's not maybe I do have a soft spot for it, but the, their tuna is real. Their tuna is real. Their food is real. Their cookies are delicious. The only negative thing I've ever had to say about Subway was we had this one me and uh, Mar- uh, Mr. Falcon from the original podcast, Idiots Already in Progress. Him and I uh, and Brennan, we used to go to this uh, Subway and hooks it which is near where we used to work because we used to work in healthcare together. And we would order from this one particular, uh, yeah, Mark would order, me and Mark would go to this rest- restaurant all the time, this little subway. We always ordered from this one place. And this freaking, they had one guy run in the back. They had this one guy run in the restaurant. And he was the most fucking muted, depressing person on the planet. Like he had no personality, I mean, I grant it. You're working at Subway. You're probably over the age of 20. You got no prospects for you. You got no muscle mass. I hate to break it to you, pal. But, I mean, he was he was your prototypical depressed retail restaurant employee. You know, you know, just everything he said. You, do, you want, do you want ketchup or must, do you want lettuce and tomato? And he had no smile. Do you want lettuce? How would you like? you want white, medium, or Italian? Do you want to heat it up? Okay. Do you do you want all right? You want lettuce on there? You do you want tomato? Do you want to save money by signing up for our rewards program? Do you want chips and a cookie with that sandwich? That'll come out to six thirty. Run. Your card's not working. It says it's declined. Do you happen to have any cash on you? Okay. I'll be right back. Or you want to talk to the supervisor? Okay, that's fine. All right, um, here's your receipt. Have a good day. I'm going to go blow my brains out in the back room. This guy was fucking depressing. But here's the thing. We would go there because we would be so entertained by this kid, probably past tense at this point because he was that depressed. Um, we would be so entertained by his sadness. And don't get me, but here's the thing. Kid made a sandwich. We told him what to do. I mean, we bossed him around like fucking Nazis. No, 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 no. More lettuce. More lettuce. Every time. And he made the sandwich. He heated it up. He never fucked up, except for one time. He One time he fucked up on a sandwich. He's like, no, no lettuce. You don't want no lettuce on there? Oh. And he just walked away. And somebody else took over. And I think that was the last time we saw him. Rest in peace, Subway Kid. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what this lawsuit, uh, the New York Post uh, reports on this. Shout out to the New York Post. I don't know what the lawsuit's all about. I know it's been a long time. I should go visit a subway, actually, and see what the hubbub's about. But I think, um, I don't know. You know what? I should go visit a subway and see what's going on and order a tuna sandwich. Because I remember, I have fond, you know what's funny? All the memories I've gone through in my life. And yet I have fond memories of the Subway tuna sandwich. Yeah. It puts a smile on my face. Like it's like on your deathbed. Like what if you're fucking if you're if you're on death row and they ask you what do you want? Uh, what do you want for your last meal? I'll have the Subway tuna melt. <laughs> I you know what? That's a good way to go. 
And you just, you know what? You could be chewing on it while they're strapping you into the electric chair or, or when they're going to put that needle in your arm. You could just still be chewing on the fucking delicious white bread as the as that 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 toxic shit slowly goes through your veins. And don't get me wrong. I'm sure if you eat, Subway is one of those things if you put that in your diet, it can go either way. You can either have a really healthy lifestyle eating Subway sandwiches or you can get fat and disgusting. And I'm sure it's pretty easy if you grab like, if you grab like some sun chips and a cookie at the end of that bonanza. And of course they have the soda section. So if you go and get like a giant, but you know what? It's not, Subway's not as destructive. Subway's pretty straightforward. It's like you want this, this, and this. Okay, which way you want to use this? Which way do you want to use this food? But as far as like McDonald's or Burger King, you walk through the door, you know what you're getting yourself into. You know what you signed up for. All right, caloric devastation. You sign up for. You go into a sandwich shop. You go into Subway. You have a chance. You really do have a chance. Okay, and it's not like they cater to the massive freaking fatty fat fuck of the of them all. They just like, oh, here's our here's our $5 footlongs, the tuna sandwich, the turkey sandwich, the roast beef sandwich. And it's a good category of like, oh, cheap cheap sandwiches that will feed you really well that are pretty good. Like Subway is like one of those things like, let's go stop at Subway. If you're hammered and you need to get back on the road and soberize really quickly, yeah, let's go stop at Subway. That's a good way to go. No problem there. Subway is the Hail Mary of the chubbly chick on a Friday night that is obviously you wake up in the morning and you go, you know what, maybe we should go for coffee. That's kind of what Subway is. Subway is the girl you think it was maybe a mistake on that Friday night, but you wake up in the morning and go, hey, you want to go get some breakfast? Might not have been a bad idea. So kudos to Subway. The tuna is officially, in my opinion, and from working there, I can state for a fact that Subway's tuna fish is indeed tuna fish and a whole lot of mayonnaise. Um, in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, twi uh, Twitter. No, definitely not Twitter. Uh, TikTok, Parlor, YouTube, Positive Sarcasm, and Positive Sarcasm Podcast. Wednesday is the final podcast until the new studio is finished being built. Um, you'll know when it happens. Obviously, I'll post something. But until then, you can find me on social medias. You can email me directly, positive sarcasm at outlook.com, or you can email me directly through my website, positivesarcasm.com. Click on the contact section. You can uh, sign up for my affiliates there through the Cash app or for the Weeble app if you want to trade stocks. You can sign up there and get uh, free stocks through there. That'll also support me because I'll get some free stocks as well. Um, so please, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate if you just want to throw me coin directly. But until then, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. Uh, find me anywhere where podcasts are available, whatever phone, whatever program or app you use to download podcasts. You can find the audio version there and check out the video version on YouTube as well. So thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing, and I will chat with you all on Wednesday. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Underground Studio. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. Then the leisure
support this podcast go to positive sarcasm.com slash donate any amount is appreciated once again positive sarcasm.com slash donate